Today is Friday, December 16th, 2022. This is the Link NKY Daily Headlines Podcast. I'm Matt Spaulding. On today's episode, Supreme Court says school tax credit law unconstitutional. Northern Kentucky educators weigh in. Middle school student launches Operation Backpack. Not everyone lives like me. Community weighs in on Brent Spence Bridge Corridor Project and... Bellevue Comprehensive Plan identifies success and areas of improvement. The Link Daily Headlines podcast is sponsored by CBG Airport. CBG Airport has been serving the community for 75 years. And to celebrate this special milestone, the airport is inspiring travel once again with a year-long Travel Dreams sweepstakes. Every month, one lucky winner is chosen to receive an airfare voucher with one of CBG's many airline partners to help make their Travel Dreams come true. You can learn more about CBG's 50-plus nonstop destinations and enter for a chance to win at cbgairport.com cbg75. Supreme Court says school tax credit law unconstitutional. Northern Kentucky educators weigh in. Reported on by Mark Payne. The Kentucky Supreme Court upheld a decision from a Franklin Court judge that Kentucky's new tax credit scholarship program is unconstitutional. The ruling confirms another major win for public school advocates and educators in Northern Kentucky after Northern Kentucky University declined to take action on becoming a charter school authorizer on Tuesday, effectively taking them out of the running for the authorizer role. I think it's a win for our continued advocacy for strong public schools and all children throughout the state of Kentucky, said Dayton Independent School Superintendent Jay Brewer. The Tax Credit Scholarship Program, or Education Opportunity Accounts, passed the legislature in 2021 as House Bill 563 and would give tax credits from the state to donors who donated to scholarship-awarding organizations. The scholarship money would then be given to disadvantaged students to attend private or charter schools. Proponents of the program said it gives parents school choice while opponents said that the common schools are important because it gives students a chance regardless of their circumstances. The idea of equitable common schools comes from a 1989 decision, Rose v. Council for Better Education, by the Kentucky Supreme Court, that found inequity in Kentucky's public school system and that the General Assembly must provide an efficient system of common schools throughout the state. But the legislature has whittled away that ruling over the years through legislation such as House Bill 563 and House Bill 9, the Charter School Funding and Charter Pilot Project Bill, according to Dr. Randy Poe, Executive Director of the Northern Kentucky Education Council. I think that this particular ruling goes back to the original Rose decision, and the Rose decision was that we need to have a common school and a public school system for all children and we need to fund it appropriately and equitably so that all children can have a successful education, Poe said. Educators across the state have said that both educational bills, which are inextricably linked, send public school dollars to private schools, which is unconstitutional. Middle school student launches Operation Backpack. Not everyone lives like me, reported on by Grace Tierney. One Boone County Middle School student is lending a helping hand this holiday season to foster kids in the area. When assigned with a service project at school, Ethan Gomes, who attends Gray Middle School in Union, didn't know what he wanted to do. It wasn't until his mom saw an advertisement about how many children go into foster care with no possessions that he found his idea. 
I reminded Ethan about his friend's little brother who was adopted, said Karen Gomes, Ethan's mother. They were so fortunate to adopt him, so that's how we got the idea of backpacks. Ethan donated 10 backpacks to the Foster Adoptive Parent Association of Northern Kentucky with shampoo, conditioner, body wash, fleece blankets, toothbrushes, deodorant, and a few extra surprises in each bag. To earn the money to buy all the backpacks and fill them, Ethan went to work with his mom and helped clean. He also wrote a donation letter explaining his cause, asking if people would like to chip in. I didn't want to do the service project at first, Ethan said. Once I started working on it, I realized not everyone lives like me, and I was glad to help them get their own stuff. I was glad I did it. Amy Carter, co-founder of FAPA of NKY, told Link NKY what Ethan's efforts meant to the kids coming into foster care. Many times, children come into foster care with nothing but the clothes on their back, Carter said. These backpacks help give them some new, needed items to try to ease the transition. Ethan's plan, with the help of his mother, is to continue to help kids in the foster system across the region. Community weighs in on Brent Spence Bridge Corridor Project, reported on by Kenton Hornbeck and Alicia Ricker. Transportation officials from the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet and the Ohio Department of Transportation held court at the Kenton County Building Wednesday to field questions, ease concerns, and share information with the Northern Kentucky community regarding the highly anticipated Brent Spence Bridge Corridor Project. As of now, much of the fundamental design process is completed. What still needs to be hashed out are aesthetic design elements and how the new bridge will fit within the surrounding communities. Covington Mayor Joe Meyer encouraged residents and business owners to attend the meetings in order to understand the short and long-term impacts of the project on the region's transportation network. This is one of the biggest infrastructure projects in the history of the region, and with its proximity to our community, Covington has vested interest in continuing to shape its size and look, Meyer said. Project officials held two different meetings on December 14th, one from noon to 2 p.m. and another from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. The crowd from the earliest meetings was fairly large, consisting mainly of retirees and community officials such as outgoing 65th District Representative Buddy Wheatley. Renderings and construction plans outlined the perimeter of the Rydland Shot Community Room with KYTC and ODOT representatives on standby to provide further context to audience members. Stormwater drainage and aesthetics. Those are the common themes that we have heard from neighborhoods ahead of these meetings, said Stacy Hans, KYTC Brent Spence Bridge Corridor Project Manager. These are conversations, input, and feedback that we'd like to get from the neighborhoods as well as pedestrians and cyclists. Bellevue Comprehensive Plan identifies success and areas of improvement, reported on by Link and KY staff. Bellevue completed its 2022 Comprehensive Plan update, which will give the city a chance for a thorough self-assessment, according to Bellevue Mayor Charlie Cleves. The research component of the plan includes the opinions of residents, business owners, and elected and appointed city leaders. According to the research, Bellevue has had gains in household incomes, levels of education, and business investment. It also shows the city's small businesses are doing well because residents like that they can walk to dining and entertainment, and that Bellevue's stock of historic homes attracts the millennial home buyers. It also shows the city's long-term strategy of emphasizing historic preservation and small business development, particularly in the Fairfield Avenue corridor, has been justified, Cleve said.
The research also identifies some opportunities for improvement for the city, such as poverty and environmental matters like floods and landslides that demand city resources, and the building stock that requires continuous upgrades and regular maintenance. The Kentucky League of Cities and City staff, including Bellevue City Administrator Frank Warnock, conducted the comprehensive plan. Campbell County Planning and Zoning Director Cindy Minter and Campbell County Planning and Zoning Secretary Emily Woodward gave it further definition. By state law, the comprehensive plan must include a statement of goals and objectives about land use, transportation, community facilities, housing, development, and how Bellevue cooperates with its neighbors. That was recently approved as a standalone measure by the Planning and Zoning Commission and City Council. The plan also serves as a guide for development and acts as a primary template for large-scale development proposals. And those are the headlines we are following for Friday, December 16th, 2022. This is the final episode for the Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast. Link NKY will be using this time at the end of the year to retool some of our publications and come back in 2023 with more news for you in the formats you want. So, thank you to the listeners who supported this podcast. I am grateful to have shared this space with you. And remember, for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening around Northern Kentucky, visit linknky.com. Enjoy your weekend and happy holidays. <laughs>